It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Neil Lennon's back on familiar turf this lunchtime Celtic look to keep the winning run going at Hibs Seven chapters of Rangers v Aberdeen's rivalry last season What will the first meeting of this campaign bring? And four other big fixtures on a six game, six hour Clyde One Super Scoreboard Where else would you rather be in the company of Alex Ray, Craig Beattie and Hugh Keevans? They don't score with anything like regularity But they do lose with something like monotony Is that why Hibs are a potential banana skin for Celtic today at Easter Road If the man the Hibs fans call Paul Bottom loses And St Johnston beat Motherwell today He'll be Paul Rock Bottom. So you have to expect an upgrade in effort In what is the Betfred Cup semi-final dress rehearsal But all league games are of equal importance to Celtic They need to win in Edinburgh Put the pressure on Rangers in Glasgow When they face Aberdeen at 3 o'clock And Neil Lennon has picked the team to get the job done Let's go straight to Easter Road And get the breaking team news with Andrew McLean and Chris Commons Yeah well we're sat here in the glorious sunshine at Easter Road for this one But despite that things have been looking bleak for Hibs and Paul Heckenbottom Second bottom of the table Just one win in their opening six matches And the pressure has been building However they did manage to sneak that midweek win on penalties Against Kilmarnock to send them through to the League Cup semi-finals And they'll be hoping to use that as a springboard to kick on and reboot their season But they couldn't be facing a much tougher task Could they? Neil Lennon arriving back at Easter Road With a 100% record in the league so far this season and he probably had a selection headache going into this one because there's been plenty of players impressing in re- recent weeks. I'll get to the team news now. I'll start with the home side. Two changes for Hibs from that midweek game. Out go the suspended Porteous and Daryl Horgan. In come Jackson and Allen. So it looks as if it's a 4-5-1 for Hibs. Chris Maxwell starting in goal. The back four, Tom James, Adam Jackson, Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson. If this is to be the way the midfield five are set out, the Hibs fans I'm sure won't be too happy about it because it could well be Scott Allen out on the right-hand side, then Stevie Mallon, Josh Vela and Melker Holberg alongside Glenn Middleton out on the left, Christian Doidge, the lone striker. The substitutes, Marciano, Whitaker, Newell, Shaw, Camberry, Murray and Horgan. Neil Lennon actually makes eight changes for this one from that midweek 5-0 win against Partick Thistle and he reverts back to the side that beat Kilmarnock 3-1 last Sunday. So out go Gordon, Frimpong, Elhamid, Hayes, Elianusi, Rogic, Morgan and Bayo. In come Forster, Bauer, Julian, Bollengolli, Forrest, Cham, Christie and Edward. So it's a 4-2-3-1 for them. Fraser Forster starts in goal. The back four, Moritz Bauer, Christopher Julian, Christopher Ayer and Bolly Ball and Golly. The two holding midfielders, Scott Brown and Callum McGregor, with Forrest, Cham and Christie in behind Odson Edward. The substitutes, Gordon, Elhamid, Hayes, Rogic, Sinclair, El Yunusi and Bayo. Chris Commons, of course, two of your former clubs facing off here today. Can you see Hibs being buoyed by that midweek victory or do you think Celtic will have too much for them today? I think with the changes that Neil Lennon has made, it's a very, very strong start in 11. I think Hibs are going to be... Uh, under severe pressure when you think about the form that Edward's in, Ryan Christie, uh, you've got the reassurance of McGregor and Brandy in the middle of the midfield. And uh, it would be nice to see Encham get to back to something uh, like in midweek, you know, with a couple of goals, a real good strong performance. But yeah, Celtics, they'll be coming here knowing that, you know, a strong performance puts the pressure back onto Rangers this afternoon. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough workout for uh, Hibs this afternoon. Sorry, I think I said it was uh, Cham that was uh, out from midweek. He's uh, sorry, he obviously started midweek. It was Scott Brown that hadn't started midweek that comes in, but it's a half twelve kickoff here at Easter Road. Uh, Alex Ray, what have we got in store this afternoon? 
Well, I'm looking forward to a brilliant afternoon of football going starting uh, in Edinburgh with the Hibs uh, Celtic game. I totally agree with Chris Commons. I think uh, Celtic will have far too much when you look at the firepower that they have on the pitch where they're starting to live in. Then you look at the, the the subs. You know, it's phenomenal. Bio, Sinclair, Hayes, Rogic, Elanusi. So for me, that is too much. I'd be interested to see you, we talk about guys going back to the old club. What kind of impact will Scott Allen? He has to be on his game today and taking the game to Celtic and, th- and this is a, a really good uh, kind of showcase for him also yeah really good test the opportunity for Celtic to go six points clear with, with Rangers playing this afternoon yeah. and you know, Rangers have got a, a really tough ask at Ibrox today um, Aberdeen Cosgrove's on fire so he seems to be over that wee niggle that he was carrying a couple of weeks ago and um, it's going to be a really good game at Ibrox as well at Chris Commons it's not been a happy hunting ground for Celtic recently um, particularly in, in, in the last couple of seasons I remember Hibs beating Celtic 2-0 there less than a year ago um, 9 of the 11 Hibs players who started that game are still at the club but I think only 2 feature today a lot's changed for Hibs do they still have it within them to cause Celtic the problems that they have in the past? Um, it's a good question. I think more noticeably is the fact that Neil Lennon is in the opposing dugout. I think when Neil Lennon was at Hibernian, they were a completely different kettle of fish. You've heard uh, Paul Heckingbottom talking about how much of a soft touch they are, that they're easy to play against, that they've got no sort of, you know, kind of power. Um, there were signs of of that at Kilmarnock. I think Porteous certainly brings that to the table. But within missing today, there's a huge role on this back four now to try and keep a Celtic team that are banging form when you think about like I said Edward, Christie and Cham James Forrest these are players that can turn a game in the flip of a sixpence so it's going to be an interesting uh, matchup do I think Hibs have got enough to win the match I do not but as it has proved in previous encounters they have got something that might just test Celtic at times this is a bit of a loaded question Chris Commons do you remember Celtic's last league victory at Easter Road uh, would that have been 2016? 2014 and you scored twice <laughs> Did I really? You Come did. on Chris Excellent <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it a jog in any memories? I think one was <laughs> a penalty is, yes uh, Was it in the yellow kit? It was I noticed the other goal scorers yeah. that day were Virgil van Dijk and, and, and Timo Pukki Yes So um, th- th- those guys I, mean, I don't, I don't know what's happened. happened to them <laughs> I know yeah What happened to them guys I'm in good company there by the way <laughs> uh, No yeah You're in good company this afternoon I don't know what they're up to But your, your career's gone In the right trajectory Spending your afternoons With us instead uh, But yeah you, Listen That's that's that skewed of course Because Hibs uh, Weren't in the league yeah. For a couple of seasons But that was the last time Celtic won in the league I think at Easter Road Um what do you make of the challenge? Is there a challenge this afternoon? Well, I always believe that assumptions are dangerous and complacency is fatal. So Neil Lennon will, will say to his players, look, we've had six games, six wins, we're absolutely bang at it and we should have enough to beat Hibs. But you have to go out there and get the job done. And that's why I say they're a potential banana skin because they have decent players, but so far... They haven't shown their true potential. The team news is in. We're going to hear from Paul Heckingbottom and Neil Lennon next. Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hibs against Celtic first up this lunchtime, but a fantastic fixture card later on as well. Rangers Aberdeen would be top of that bill. Kilmarnock, Ross County, St Johnston, Mullerwell, St Mirren Hearts, Aki's Livy. A six game Saturday here on Clyde One Super Scoreboard We are building up though to Hibs against Celtic at Easter Road uh, A quick recap of the teams just in case you missed it um, First in goal for Celtic it's Bauer um, Ball and Golly, McGregor, Julian, Ayer, Forrest, Brown, Eduard, Cham 
uh, and Christy uh, Chris Commons is keeping an eye on things at Easter Road Chris, a lot of the talk on last night's show and hearing from Neil Lennon was How do you fit Olivier and Cham in? He's clearly a very good player And when he's on his game He's arguably one of the best midfield players in the country But a lot of Celtic fans wouldn't have him in, in their absolute first choice starting eleven. How do you fit him in? How do you see him fitting in today? I think this is the perfect setup. I know uh, that you know there's there's a few question marks over where Encham will play today. But for me personally, I think they'll play more of a 4-3-3 system, with just the one pivot at the top of the uh, diamond in front of the back four being Scott Brown. I'd then play Encham and McGregor more in an advanced position, not quite taking up the number 10 role, but in that little advanced area that will cause you know the centre midfielder Hibernian problems. Then I'd say that the likes of James Forrest and Ryan Christie have almost got a free role in them wide positions do they stay wide and really you know make the width count for Celtic and give the room to Encham and Callum McGregor and the likes of Ryan Christie as well they'll have also a free role in them wide areas now I dare bet that Neil Lennon's had a word with Ryan Christie and James Forrest and said to them whenever Encham gets on the ball specifically if he's getting it from ball and goalie and opening up his right boot boot James Forrest, make them runs in behind Edward, make them runs into the uh, number 10, into the pockets, cause problems. I think if that happens, then you've got the licence of, obviously, Bolingoli and Bauer being your wide men. And I think when you've got the likes of McGregor, Christie and Cham, the quality that they've got, they will find runners, they will find pockets and spaces in behind and in front of this back four and cause some real, real problems. Now, that comes at an end. You have to play at a real good tempo. You have to time your runs perfectly. And if they do that, this could be a really, really exciting formation for Celtic this afternoon. I mean, you see his goal the other night, Chris. It's full on 35 yards, wraps it right into the top corner. And it certainly seems like that's something Celtic have been encouraged to do a bit more often, is, is shoot from distance. I'm sure the stats would back that up. You can tell just by looking at it, the likes of Cham, the likes of Ryan Christie, um, not afraid to have a goal from outside the box. No, I think there's certain players that you want in them in, in them positions to let fly. And, you know, Ryan Christie we know and Cham we know, Callum uh, McGregor and also James Forrest are throwing to that, that they have got ability to shoot from range. Now, I know under Brendan Rodgers it was more of a, um, how could I say, a little bit more patience around the box, pr- trying to p- probably play the perfect passing behind, probably trying to play, you know, to the byline and cutbacks and all that sort of stuff. But no, they've got players now with the ability to shoot from range and it is very, very difficult. As we've seen at Hamilton, that when you've got a team that are determined on trying to put six six bodies in front of the goal and make it difficult to go through you, you have got to have plan B. Plan B would be an Encham, a, you know, a probably a Tom Rogic in that as well. But if you've got a player of that ability shooting from range and putting balls on your goalkeeper, it'd not take long before the centre-back or the midfielder is then engaged. Once that happens the space will then be created and if you give the space to like I said Brian Christie's your Callum McGrady's your James Forrest then it's another uh, another battle that you've got to try and win but no it's nice to see someone shooting from range with quality uh, let's hear from both camps then it was Robbie Stockdale on Hibs Media Duty this week when you're not on a particularly great run and everyone's telling you how bad you are and everybody's quick to, to point fingers and give you a stick we, we didn't think we were that bad either um, we've missed opportunities in games that would have helped us and We've let ourselves down in big moments as well. So football, is, of course, it's results. We, we understand that. But we need to do the big bits in games better. It's difficult, no doubt about it. That's proven. Um, they're an excellent team, good manager. Um, they've got used to that winning feeling as well. Um, so, yeah, it's difficult. But we gave them two good games here last year. And like I say, we need, we need to... I think we're a match for anybody on our day. But we need to do the, the big bits in games much better than what we have done up till now. And if we get that right, then we'll be OK. 
we've changed this formation quite a bit, you know, in, in previous games. So um, there might be a change in personnel as well. You know, they've had a a long night on Wednesday, a successful one, obviously. They might get a bit of a feel-good kickback from that. So the games we've had at Easter Road, in my time as manager, you know, we did well in the cup and made a really tough, you know, league game after the split. So it's never easy, and our record, you know, over the last couple of years. It hasn't been great, so it's something that we are very wary of, regardless of recent form. What we're looking for is to keep the momentum going, you know, whether it be in the Europa League, the League Cup, the, the league at the minute. You know, we just want to keep the performances at a, at a good level and obviously the winning results, and that's not an easy thing to do. Uh, Chris Commons, you know Neil Lennon very, very well. Celtic are obviously on an impressive winning run domestically at the moment. What do you need to do to, to keep the players bang at it every week? Because I suppose when you're winning all the time, the only thing that can sometimes get in your way is, is a complacency, a, l- a lack of focus, defeating yourself, so to speak. How does Neil Lennon ensure that that doesn't happen? It's very simple. You look at the bench. I think if you're in that Celtic starting eleven, and you look at the likes of Bayo, Sinclair, Hayes, Rogic, Elenusi, and you're an attacking midfielder or striker, you know you're playing for your places. It don't matter really specifically what you do in the game before you know I always understand that different personnel different tactics there's uh, obviously different uh, ideas at times but if you're playing right now and you're playing well then the motivation is not so much the result it's the the fact that you could lose your jersey to a very very top player that is waiting in the wings that's the uh, that's where you get your energy from and you know I think with the luxury of what Neil Lennon's got at the moment of making so many changes and bringing in fresh faces you know, you've seen the form of Incham. Um, you know, his his form recently has been superb, and I think that's down to what, lack of game time. He's finally got that jersey, so it's his you know it's his duty now to uh, put in a real, real top performance that we know he's capable of. But for me, it uh, it's exciting times because, like I said, the bench is so strong. The people that are coming back from injury are going to make a huge difference, and they're going to need every single player because there's some big, big games. You know, forget about the uh, Europa game against Cluj. They've got Livingston away. Then they've got the international break where they can get the feet up, recharge the batteries, and then uh, they're straight back into it with some more important games. So, yeah, it's important to chop and change, but the freshness, the challenges, and uh, certainly the personnel waiting in the wings will give me lots of energy to play well. For me, Chris, the only team who can beat Celtic today is Celtic, because I, I look at Hibs, last five games, four defeats, one draw. I look at Celtic, invincible so far in the league, and... Robbie Stockdale was very brave there to say that Hibs are a match for anybody on their day. When did they last of a day? Yeah, four points from six games is not really a match for anyone at the moment. And I know there's been a lot of changes and there's been, you know, different personnel and they've had injuries and they've had to deal with that. But at this minute in time, Hibs are 11th in the table. And then after this Celtic game, before the international break, they travel to Petordia, which is no easy task as well. So they need to change their uh, season around pretty sharpish. They have got some fixtures which are more than capable of winning. You know, when you think of Hamilton away, Ross County at home, Livingston at home, before that very, very special day at Hamden in the semi-final against Celtic. Well, so they have got games for confidence. As our, greatest, as our greatest living manager, Sir Alec Ferguson, said, Chris, Complacency is a disease But Celtic appear not to suffer from it at all No I'm trying to think the last time that I'd actually seen a Celtic game Where they had got complacent I think sometimes the 
find it a little bit too easy. I specifically speaking about the Hamilton second half, they were clearly not at the races. It all was a little bit too easy. There was no kind of pressure on them. Hamilton didn't really look like causing Celtic a great deal of problems. So that would be, you know, the only kind of slight bit. But when you're at Easter Road in front of a full house and this pitch, by the way, looks magnificent, this is tasty football. This is one that the lads would want to be playing slick football on a good surface in the sun in the capital. Yes, sunshine on Leith right and off. It's all set up for a cracking day of football and kick-off at Easter Road is coming next. The fastest goals. The expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Chris Commons here with me, Andrew McLean at Easter Road ahead of Hibs against Celtic. Just a few minutes before kick-off here, the team's just making their way out the tunnel and I'll give you a recap of the team news for Hibs. It looks as if it's a 4-5-1 for them. Chris Maxwell starts in goal, a back four of Tom James, Adam Jackson, Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson. The midfield five, Scott Allen, Stevie Mallon, Josh Vela, Melker Holberg and Glenn Middleton with Christian Dodge the lone striker as for Celtic a 4-3-3 for them Fraser Forster in goal a back four of Moritz Bauer Christopher Julian Christopher Ayer and Bolly Bolingoli the midfield three Scott Brown Callum McGregor and Olivier in Cham with James Forrest and Ryan Christie supporting Odson Edward up top Chris we look at this Hibs side when Neil Lennon was the manager here at Easter Road I, I felt there was always a bit of a fear factor about teams coming here even Celtic and Rangers they, they would build it up they would be a bit cautious when they came to Easter Road because they knew what Neil Lennon's uh, Hibs team was like you just don't feel that Paul Heckingbottom's Hibs have that at all no I think in his final preparations for this game I think Paul Heckingbottom will sat his team down and asked asked for his team to show him the work rate the passion and eagerness to win and energy to try and match what they, he says that we can match any team in this league so if they show that then they've got half an opportunity it just worries me with the confidence a little bit low that if Celtic do start this game on fire it's going to be a big big test of characters in that dressing room and like you said it was always a very very difficult game under Neil Lennon here there's no question about that I just wonder whether or not they've got that steeliness about them under Paul Eckenbottom when you look at last week you talked about the, the free roles that you think James Forrest and Ryan Christie will have in and about Odson Edward we saw that last week against Kilmarnock where James Forrest actually started out on the left hand side Ryan Christie on the right hand side and they were both able to cut in and shoot James Forrest especially out on that left hand side was, was a real danger and that will be just another element that Hibs will have to deal with today Oh, a real threat but listen Neil Lennon is very very famous for changing formation pretty quickly you know I've seen him do it within 10, 15, 20 minutes he'd not be shy to swap the likes of James Forrest and Ryan Christie over he'd not be scared to do possibly put two pivots in the uh, in the middle of the midfield and even put Oliver Incham in that number 10 role so he's got plenty of plenty of options and that's before we even start looking at the bench where he's got amples of quality as well so a real real tasteful game a good atmosphere a good pitch and a team that is full of confidence a real worry when you look at this Hibs side for them is where are the goals coming from you look at Christian Doidge they paid a significant fee for him and he's really not hit the ground running at all we know Stevie Mallon has a good effort from, from distance but the likes of Josh Vellar Melker Holberg haven't been chipping in with goals from the wide areas Glenn Middleton hasn't had much of a chance Scott Allen either hasn't ever really been much of a goal scorer in his career that could be a real worry for them Scott Allen, yeah, he's at a point in his career now where he needs to start making things happen. I can remember we were, uh, obviously playing with him and in training sessions. He's got tremendous ability. He sees a pass, he can score a goal. But he needs to start doing it on a regular basis. I think, I think when he signed for Hibs, it was a huge, huge cube. A great player, good servant to the club. He now needs to start showing the... 
the prospect of what he was, he needs to turn that into a consistent player. He needs to be on the ball. He needs to dictate play. He needs to be in and around Scott Brown. He needs to make things happen for Hibbs. And I think if he does that, that energy, that sort of composure that he does have on the ball will feed through the team and hopefully give the rest of the guys around him a huge boost in confidence. But it's not happened in these first six fixtures of this league. Well, the teams are lined up and ready to go. Hibs in their home green shirt. Celtic in their yellow away kit. Just about to get underway here at Easter Road. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with one-stop roofing supplies. Quality roofing supplies at competitive prices. Hibs One, Celtic One, the full-time score from Easter Roads and both managers will have plenty to say after this one because there was a lot of talking points. Hibs kicked things off early when Scott Allen found Christian Dodge with a great through ball. Dodge was at a tight angle, he tried to cut the ball back across the box but it hit off Christopher Ayer and it snuck in at the near post for 1-0. Hibs goalkeeper Chris Maxwell was then called into action, saving at the near post from Odson Edward before beating James Forrest shot away a few minutes later. Ryan Christie then levelled things up 23 minutes in but Hibs were not happy about it at all. It was James Forrest who went down under a challenge at the halfway line and Kevin Clancy blew up pretty late for a foul when Hibs were breaking forward it looked as if the Hibs players thought the ball would go back to them I think they thought that play had just been stopped so that James Forrest could get treatment but Celtic played on from the free kick they spread the ball out to the right hand side a fantastic cross from Moritz Bauer and Ryan Christie rose brilliantly to head into the top corner for one all Paul Heckingbottom not happy about that at all he then kicked a water bottle which hit one of the officials and he was shown a red card Olivier Cham he was maybe also lucky to uh, to not be sent off he uh, raised his hands to Josh Vela and looked a push in the face but Kevin Clancy gave him just a yellow card after the break Dodge had an effort on the turn it was saved by Fraser Forster before it was Neil Lennon's turn to be angry Ryan Christie he hit the byline 63 minutes in and as he cut the ball across Lewis Stevenson slid in he missed the ball he caught the man but penalty claims were waved away by Kevin Clancy. Moments later, Celtic had the chance to take the lead. Christopher Julian's header from a free kick should have been better, but it went over the bar. Celtic were then appealing for another penalty with 15 minutes to go. Darrell Horgan knocking down Moritz Bauer after the fullback got his cross away, but once again, Kevin Clancy was not interested. Final five minutes, Celtic then started to pile on the pressure. Callum McGregor's shot from inside the box was well blocked before heading into the arms of Chris Maxwell. Johnny Hayes had an effort a minute later that went just over the bar. They tried to throw everything at it in the final few moments, but couldn't create any more clear-cut opportunities. Chris Common, Celtic will be disappointed by the result, but they'll probably feel hard done by with those two penalty decisions as well. Yeah, I think in the grand scheme of things, Neil Lennon will be coming away disappointed. I think if they do get the blatant penalties, then uh, ultimately they score and uh, get the three points. But a battling performance from Hibernian, something that we've not seen all season. You know, you think about the points that they've uh, picked up throughout these first six games have been minimal. So for them to get a point against the champions, it's a move in the right direction certainly a confidence boost and something that Paul Heckenbottom will build on full time score from Easter Road Hibs 1 Celtic 1 over to Rangers now and the rest of the games this afternoon we will go round the grounds next Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors compensation you deserve when there's been foul play talk to Thompson's.com dramatic start to our 6 hour 6 game Saturday here on Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard it came at Easter Road 
Where Hibs held Celtic to a one-all draw Plenty to talk about looking back on that one um, Some good play, some bad play Some questionable decisions for both sides I'm sure we'll look back on it all as the afternoon progresses But what that means is that the rest of the games In particular the one at Ibrox Takes on an extra significant scoring DL If you're a Rangers fan, you're listening to the show You're parking up the car at the moment Just about to go to Ibrox You've suddenly got an extra spring in your step yeah, I think uh, not just the supporters, uh, Gordon. I think the players obviously know the result. It's a great opportunity to close that gap uh, with Celtic. I'll not say dropping two points, picking up a point, because that's what happened. But they're in for a tough game against Aberdeen. But at home, in front of this massive crowd, I'll be a full house this afternoon. I do feel that Rangers will have enough to close that gap. Uh, do you think that does filter down to, to the dressing room, Gordon, the players... Certainly enough they'll, I'm sure they'll be well too aware If they're not already As soon as they finish the warm-up It just takes a quick question To someone in the tunnel How did Celtic get on They'll, they'll know fine well By the time the game comes round Won't they? Gordon I was, Obviously you know the, the advantage we've got Just sitting above the, the dugouts Just now When Celtic game finished I seen someone Come out the dugout And obviously having a chat With uh, members of the Rangers staff And it does filter onto the, the players I know that Stephen Gerrard will probably be saying, look, we've got to concentrate on our own job first and foremost because it doesn't matter what happens It's <coughs> the road. They've got to go and pick up three points here this afternoon. Uh, but the Rangers players know exactly what it's, all, what it's all about. And I know it's only early. It's early in the season. But these, you know, Celtic going at Hibs today, just picking up one point steady three, it really does matter. But it's up to Rangers. Puts a little bit of... Added pressure on just to close that gap And go and get a good result against Aberdeen I was going to say Alex Ray Because depends what way you look at it It's undeniably an incentive But sometimes with extra incentive comes extra burden And how many times have we seen it Where one team slips up and the other team fails to capitalise on it Yeah and I think that's a key thing for Rangers They have to capitalise on Celtic dropping two points And uh, you know uh, Aberdeen have been a thorn on the side over the last few years I know Aberdeen are a bit under strength Rangers have got a few injuries as well So it makes for a brilliant afternoon of football gone. But in terms of pressure, I think the pressure's already on Rangers because when you're playing catch-up, regardless, you have to deliver, particularly when your mm. big rivals drop two points. Let's hear from both managers. Stephen Gerrard first up. We're going into this fixture in a good place and there is confidence and belief, but sometimes that can be a dangerous thing um, where you can go in and think that the momentum's just going to continue. Um, Derek McInnes is going to bring his team here. They're going to be well-organised, well-drilled. Um, they're going to raise the game because it's Rangers for sure. Because uh, you know the history of, of this fixture, Rangers players raised it against Aberdeen, vice versa. Um, they're on the back of a real tough night at heart with the, the extra time. I'm sure their players and staff didn't want that. We're on the back of a real physical encounter at Livingston, so um, it'd be an interesting fixture, but one we're really looking forward to. But um, going in with too much confidence and too much belief can, can be a problem as well. So the players need to be careful and make sure that we try and find our level. Rangers. I think I've started the season well. I think they've recruited well, as I said, as well, uh, early in the week. Um, and they probably feel as though they're more equipped to, to, to bring success this season. We've got to make sure we go down to the game, you know, confident we can still get a positive result, as we did last year on a number of occasions. You know, I remember you know, going down there um, after losing the cup final um, to Celtic and winning midweek when the odds were against us, you know, doing winning games there with 10 men. Um, so we've we've had adversity to deal with in the past, uh, and we've probably got a wee bit of that at the minute with injury situation. But we know we can get down there and still put in a performance that can hopefully get a positive result against a, a very good Rangers team.
Big games all across the Premiership this afternoon Let's continue going around the grounds St Johnston, the bottom team in the league Up against Motherwell, Fraser Wishart They are bottom as you say Gordon and could really do with a win St Johnston because it's been a really disappointing start to the season Three draws and three defeats in the league so far When you add defeats to Montrose, Forfar, Ross County in the Betfred Cup Their only win this season was against Brecon City. We know Brecon City are the bottom team in the SPFL, so clearly it's going to be perhaps a, seri- a season sorry, of transition and maybe one to just consolidate their place in the Premiership. On paper, though, they've still got good players. Murray Davidson, Liam Craig, who's injured today, Michael Hallam, Stevie May, all vastly experienced in games like today at home against a team in Motherwell who they've got a decent record in recent years against, are ones they must be looking to win if they're going to climb the table. Decent first half against Rangers last week. Tommy Wright will want that to be for 90 minutes today. And Motherwell's decent start to the season, of course, took a knock last week, a home defeat against Ross. County not the kind of result that they would want and it would have kept them up near the top end of the table but uh, they have a good look about them experience in the right positions youthful enthusiasm midfield likes a Campbell James Scott up front as well and pace in the wide areas the surface in great condition here today is a big pitch which I think might suit Muddle on the counter-attack with the pace they've got in wide areas one piece of perhaps useless information St Johnson haven't won in the first six league games this season the last time they didn't win in the first seven league games was 2001-2002 season and they were relegated that season I'll give you the teams two changes for St Johnson on loan Jason Holt from Rangers comes in along with Dre Wright who was out for a long time injured David Wallace Boon and Matty Kennedy drop to the bench Sander Clarkson goals the back four Anthony Ralston Jason Kerr Liam Gordon and Scott Tanzer five across the middle of Dre Wright Murray Davidson Ali McCann Jason Holt and Michael O'Halloran with Stevie May up front on his own the subs Elliot Parrish Wallace Duffy Callum Booth Chris Kane Danny Swanson David Wallace and Matty Kennedy for Muddle just the one change forced because Jake Carroll suspended for what was a pretty harsh red card last week and in comes experience Richard Tate Mark Gillespie's in goals back for Liam Grimshaw Declan Gallagher Peter Hartley and Richard Tate three in midfield Valen Campbell Liam Donnelly and Liam Polworth with Devante Cole James Scott and Sherwin Seedorf up front the subs from Motherwell Trevor Carson Jermaine Hilton Barry Maguire Christopher Long Mark O'Hara Bevis Mugabe and Christian Illich and the referee today at McDermott Park is Gavin Duncan well, let's go to Paisley St Mirren take on Hearts and Stephen Mill has the team news yeah, welcome along to a slightly windy simple digital arena at St Mirren versus Hearts. Two teams that are at the wrong end of the table. Only one win each so far this season for the home side. It's been a bit of a struggle under Jim Goodwin so far since his late arrival from Aloha last week against Aki's. Uh, well, I had to watch the highlights, obviously, and that's a few minutes of my life that I'll never get back. And it wasn't a pretty affair. He'll be hoping for a lot better this week. And he has named the exact same lineup that drew with Hamilton last week, now now here at Paisley. Uh, so it looks like this is Halal. Adkate and goals, uh, Paul McGinn, Kirk Broadfoot, McLaughlin, Waters, that's your back four. Then we've got Flynn, Foley, McGinnis, Andrew and Durmas and then Morias up front as well. And on the bench for the buddies today, we've got Stephen McGinn, Gary McKenzie, John Obika, Kyle McAllister, Danny Mullen, Owen Jokiev and Dean Linus. As for the Jambos, well, what a difference a week makes. This time last week, there was huge pressure on Craig Levine. I mean, there's still a wee bit of pressure, but an Edinburgh Derby win and a fourth consecutive Cup semi-final means things are looking a lot better than they did this time last week and if they can take all three points today it'll make all those protests outside Tynecastle look like a storm in a teacup Craig Levine makes one change and it's a slightly odd one because Christoph Berra is out and Callum Morrison is in which means there is a change of formation looks like a 3-4-3 for Hearts today so it's Pereira and goals then we've got Michael Smith, Craig Halkett and Hickey and Whelan, Demur, Machino, Morrison and Mulraney and then we have Ikpiezu and McLean up front so it is going to be a bit of a battle today
Saturday, I think. It's not going to be pretty at times. A big match in store, important for both teams. Today's match referee is Andrew Dallas, and I'm sure there's no controversy as Jim Goodwin was having a wee moan about referees during the week. There's never any controversy about Andrew Dallas. I'll keep you right up to date. Kick-off is fast approaching. We'll go around the rest of the grounds next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. The league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans, Craig Beatty and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, in the studio. We've got the top team all around the grounds and we're building up to another five fantastic fixtures this afternoon after we watched Hibs draw with Celtic 1-0 at Easter Road. Chris Commons is still there for us. Uh, and Chris, we, we mentioned it earlier on when we went to Ibrox, the incentive is, is fairly obvious if you're a Rangers player ready to play against Aberdeen this afternoon. Without a question, yeah, I think that'll give the, uh, the Rangers squad some more energy. It certainly... Uh, Gets the juices flowing. I remember when you know when I first joined Celtic, the sort of energy and excitement you had when obviously Rangers dropped points, and you know you've got to then put that into practice and get the result that would obviously be beneficial for yourself. But I just wonder, Gordon, whether or not Celtic's performance would be different if they were going into a weekend, but while knowing that Rangers had dropped points, and you know today's performance was very very similar to Hamilton's second half. Uh, you know there was a real lack of intent any sort of energy and you know it wasn't the Celtic that we're used to seeing um, but that's two away performances now where I think Neil Lennon will come away and be disappointed with the level of performance considering you know you can really really put the hammer down and put the pressure on Rangers at home against you know a tough opposition in Aberdeen and try you know put the pressure on them to try and keep up to speed with you but yeah another disappointing uh, away performance for Celtic for me we've got other games we've not given you the team news from yet let's go to Rugby Park and speak to Mark Guidi Kilmarnock against Ross County yep Kilmarnock uh, in the 7th position Gordon in a win today will put them above their opponents Ross County Ross County in 5th place with 10 points from 6 games and Kilmarnock of course on the back of that disappointing Betfred Cup exit and penalty kicks to Hibernian but Angelo Alessio goes with a 4-2-3-1 formation today it's Lauren Branescu in goals at the back Stephen O'Donnell Alex Bruce Stuart Finlay and Nico Hamalainen holding two Alan Power and Gary Dicker and it's Rory McKenzie Mo El McCraney and Liam Miller in behind the main striker Osman So on the bench for Kelly Koprovich Hendry Wilson Thomas Sinclair Del Fabro and Buck for Ross County they go with a 4-4-1-1 formation. Ross Laidlaw in goals at the back. Marcus Fraser, Keith Watson, Tom Grivosti and Richard Foster. Midfield, Michael Gardine, Blair Spittle, Ewan Henderson and Joe Chalmers. And it's Billy Mackay off the main striker, Ross Stewart. On the bench for the Highlanders, Ruddy, Erwin, Mullen, Spence, Graham, Power and Peyton. Today's match referee at Rugby Park, Alan Newlands. Uh, we've also got Hamilton against Livingston. Quick Look at the teams there uh, Fon Williams in goal for Hamilton A back four of McGowan, Stubbs, Easton, McMahon Midfield three, Smith, Gogic, Hughes and Alston uh, Ogpo alongside Davis up front Oakley suspended of course uh, Livy have Ross Stewart back in goal And possibly a back three uh, This afternoon Lithgow, Guthrie and Lamy uh, Devlin, Bartley, Crawford and Stobbs uh, And then an attacking trio Souder, Robinson and Lawless So that's the Ackies uh, Against Livington In Hamilton uh, Let's go Back to Ibrooks. Um Gordon DL You Get a lot of fans Sitting around about you on the, on the Behind you On the gantry And so on Can you sense an expectancy Amongst them Or perhaps even a bit of trepidation That they then go And, and Don't take that chance To capitalise on Celtic slip up Yeah they're a bit of excitement Because of obviously The Celtic result Gordon It happens 
Um, but it doesn't matter at three o'clock. Rangers have got to take care of business here. It will be a difficult game, uh, but I think they will have enough in their locker. You know, just watching players, you know I love watching the warm-ups in, in football, and uh, the Rangers players were sprinting off the pitch to get into the dressing room. So they're looking forward to it. But once again, I think the Rangers manager will be saying to his players, look, doesn't matter what happened at Easter Road, we have got to take care of business, and we've got to do it today against a good Aberdeen side. And especially at home, they have got to pick up the three points. It adds a little bit of pressure, Gordon, of course it does. But I think it's good pressure. And the fact that you look over and you think, well, Celtic have picked up one point, dropped two, whatever way you want to look at it. We're at home against Aberdeen. Get the three and put yeah. the pressure back on Celtic. Uh, let's hear from a couple of more managers just prior to kick-off. Stephen Robinson takes his Motherwell side to St Johnson, looking to bounce back from that disappointing home defeat to Ross County. It's a very tough venue to go to. I think St Johnson's league position doesn't suggest what a, a decent score they've got. You look on, on paper, they've got a lot of good players, players that can hurt you. They're two wide players. I think they're very exciting players. Dre Wright coming back to full fitness as well. Uh, Murray Davison, a player that I've admired for a long time, just as the heartbeat of their team. So we'll be very prepared for them. They're, they're a decent side, as I say. It's a few games into the season. That's all it is. So league tables at this moment in time aren't, aren't too much to, to take a concern over. Uh, Fraser Wishart looking ahead to that one I know opposition managers often do this of course they're not going to criticise the team they're about to play but actually although St Johnson are struggling is Stevie Robinson on to something particularly post window I'm looking at that starting 11 today Xander Clark's obviously a very good keeper Anthony Ralston maybe didn't work out from Celtic but you'd imagine he's able to fill in at a level of St Johnson uh, Jason Holt in there and now real pace as well because Dre Wright is back Michael O'Halloran Showed in flashes what he can do against uh, Rangers. Stevie Mays back. Is this going to be a difficult game for Motherwell, despite what the league table suggests? Absolutely, he's totally right. St Johnson have got a really good squad of, of players, but the longer you go without winning, then that becomes a real problem. And when we've seen teams re- in recent years relegated, like Hearts and Hibs and Dundee United, three of our bigger clubs, they've all been relegated. You know, so you know you can't go around just saying I've got a good squad in paper and it looks good as well. The players have to go and produce it on the on the, on the park. And I think Jason Holt might just be a, a really good signing for them because the type of player he is, he brings an energy and a drive to the midfield on and off the ball. He's a good pro around the, the dressing room as well. On the field, he plays busy. He closes people's down. Uh, he gets on the end of second balls as well. He'll get himself forward as well to try and score a goal or two. So he might just be the man who can provide a wee, a wee spark for, for, for his team. But today, I think Motherwell have got a bit in their locker uh, at the moment. I think they're looking at a really good team, really well set team, look well coached and organised. I think Motherwell are going to win this one and just create an, another situation for Tommy Wright to handle. Jim Goodwin's also looking ahead to the visit of Hearts to Paisley. Obviously disappointed that it was brought to their attention in the first place. I think when I watch the footage back, you, you know, you can see there's no intent from Kyle. He's just trying to plant his foot. Um, if there was a motion or a stamping motion of some sort, then I would absolutely understand it. But no, I'm glad that there's no, uh, you know, there's no case being brought against Kyle and we've not given it much thought, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I, I didn't believe that the compliance officer at the time would, would see anything in it either. And I'm glad that common sense has prevailed. It's a sad day if uh, clubs are going to try and start stitching each other up. So, um, no, it, it's certainly not a route that we'll go down. Um, you know, if something happens where 
sports scene shows something uh, during the highlights package, then there's not a great deal you can do about that because that's out with our control. But you know, we certainly won't be looking to get opposing players in trouble if the referee or somebody else doesn't see it. So Kyle McAllister is on the bench today for St Mirren, but he's available. Uh, that's Jim Goodwin reflecting on that incident last week and having a wee pop at Hamilton for being a, a grass. That's what, that's what you call it in certain parts of this this area of the world, isn't it? I think it's uh, within the rules that anyone can flag up mm-hmm. something they're not happy with, whether it even be supporters, pundits, so forth. So, you know, I'm no surprised that it was flagged up. Uh, just quickly, Stephen Mill, the problem for St Mirren is likely to be where are the goals going to come from? I think they've only scored three in their last eight, and that includes games against East Bride and Albion Rovers. So, I mean, goals are, are they're finding them hard to come by. Yeah, I think that's definitely it. That's going to be our problem all season, I think. And, you know, as I said at the top of the report, it still feels like they're finding their feet under Jim Goodwin. He was quite a late appointment. The Owen Kearney stuff, you know, dragged on the entire summer. And I think that's really affected the first wee patch of the season for St Mirren. And, you know, I think last week sort of summed it up. You know, Hamilton were down to 10 men for a prolonged period. And St Mirren just couldn't find a, a way past uh, a way past the Hamilton defence. So, yeah, I think it's going to be... If they can get the first goal today, I think it will be very, very important. It will put big pressure on Hearts because, you know, I, I mentioned they've had a good week, Hearts, with getting through the semi-final and obviously beating Hibs, but all it takes is one bad result again and the pressure's all back on Craig Levine. So, yeah, it's going to be a decent one today, I think. The countdown to kick-off is on. We're about six and a half minutes away. We'll go back to Ibrooks next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans, Craig Beatty, Alex Ray, and Gordon DL are here, and they want to hear from you. Every team in the Premiership involved today, so whether you were at a game or whether you were just sitting listening and taking a note of everything that was happening, you must have some thoughts, good or bad, or in between. As to what happened to your team this afternoon Where did it go right? Where did it go wrong? How annoyed are you at the referee? All of the usual post-match questions apply So please get your thoughts in on 01419511025 A reminder of the scores If you need them to jog your memory It finished Hibs 1, Celtic 1 Hamilton 1, Livingston 1 Kilmarnock 0, Ross County 0 Rangers 2 Ab- Rangers 2? That's not updated yet Rangers 5 uh, Aberdeen nil. Don't know why these scores haven't updated. Hugh Keevans modern oh. technology is making me think on my feet here. I'll fix it. Uh, and St Johnston nil, Motherwell one, St Mirren nil, Hearts nil. Now not sure if, sure if I can trust the rest of them because the old computer hasn't updated. Um, but there we go. You, you get the gist of the top flight. I think I got all them, all them spot on in yes, the end. Yes. Um, what would you be expecting in the phones? Uh, I would expect the Celtic fans to cry foul. Uh, they will say that uh, the referee cost Celtic three points. Uh, there is an, an element of truth about that. The referee had a very bad game. He might also uh, have sent off Olivier and Sham. Uh, I would expect the Rangers fans to say the day that Celtic won at Ibrooks has now been undone by Celtic themselves. Uh, and on we go. This is the way it must work. If Celtic make a mistake, Rangers must capitalise, and they have done big time. Rangers somewhere down the line will make a mistake and Celtic must capitalise big time but this is the fascination of this season's title I think it was a bonus uh, as you said earlier on Hugh when the, the result came in from Easter Road that it was yeah. 1-1 it obviously gives Rangers that impetus but the important thing from their their perspective is that they actually capitalise on it and in the manner in which they won today 5-0 I'm sure the Rangers fans up getting into their car are now absolutely delighted I think if you're both playing on the same day and Celtic slip up unexpectedly 
It must be said mm. It is the road It is like A whiff of oxygen To the other team And Rangers come out the traps And for Aberdeen And Derek McInnes 5 nothing Is a humiliation Yeah I think that's what's Probably gave Rangers impetus Because it was such a surprise You know yeah. There's no way Rangers expected Celtic to go there today And, and not win the match um, You know It wasn't like they had a Particularly difficult Say for example Aberdeen When, when they're, they're strong You know They weren't up in Putaudry They were Away to Hibs Who have been pretty poor this season um, to, that's, a, that's a bit of an understatement So it was actually a, a real surprise That they dropped points And that's given them that boost Gordon DL still at Ibrooks as well To give us the eyewitness account And answer any questions That you may have We're going to hear from As many managers as possible Between now and 6 o'clock So let's get stuck right in Mark is in Knightswood Hi Mark Hey then guys Is alright? Good, thank you, Mark. We at the game today. I, I was at the game today. I'm just sitting in my car just now, so <laughs> you need to apologise. I'm just for the, the game. Oh, but a fantastic result for Rangers. Absolutely brilliant result. Mercer against Aberdeen. No, um, I mean, I've got a mate that's an Aberdeen fan, so we have a good wee bit of banter and all that. <laughs> no, it's his own. But that's, today was absolutely phenomenal. I didn't even expect that myself, did he? Mercer after last week with the Livingston game. I mean, I know, fair enough, Rickson's funeral and things like that No, it's a wee bit Emotional No, but The day Oh, the boys done bright I'm still here sitting Arguing my pal here Who was the man in the match They can't decide between Stuart or Arfield But I'm a wee bit In between them Well, so, Gordon Dale disagrees um, with You and your pal Yeah, go on Gordon yeah. You think it was Ryan Jack I What thought, about the other two That, that uh, Mark mentions? Yeah, Stewart was very unlucky. He got a goal, uh, a tap-in, uh, but he was in the right place at the right time. And he looked like he could have added to that, but uh, unfortunately, uh, some poor finishing at times. But he got himself in good positions. Our field was the same. How he missed uh, a chance, I have no idea, because this could have been easily eight this afternoon. And that's that's me being kind to Aberdeen. But I thought, I thought, sorry, I thought Ryan Jack... Especially second half, it was all over a pitch. I thought it was absolutely magnificent against his old team. I've got to say, I know that Stephen Davis inside the stadium got the man in match, but he come off um, with about 20 minutes to go. But I just thought for a 90 plus minutes, Ryan Jack was excellent today. Mark, I, I disagree with you. I, I really can't disagree with that with, with we Jack because we Jack's one of my favourites anyway. No, so I couldn't disagree with Gordon with that one. But the day for like Stuart to get his no, his debut today and the way he performed. But see, I feel, I, I don't know, the boy just stuns it to me all the time. He just absolutely, he gives his all. I mean, he's everywhere. No, even his passes, he's, he sets up things. Maybe not be a, a top goal scorer, but it's the way he sets things up. No, uh, and then the way he plays it down the field. Uh, Mark, talk to us about Greg Stewart then, because you've actually singled him out as being one of your... Top picks for, for man of the match I think his inclusion in the team Raised a few eyebrows Because we, we don't see a lot of him In a Rangers jersey Have you Have you seen him in a new light today Could this be the springboard Which Which you know God asked I think this could be The start of his career I mean This could be Start of his Rangers career today I mean For what that boy put out today uh, We might Absolutely see A young man Coming up now In the fourth of Rangers Which is absolutely brilliant And that's the bit I'm buzzing about because you don't see that in Scotland football. No, but to see that boy, the way he, he played the day, and his debut, Ibrox Stadium, Philpack Stadium, and the way he performed, it's as if it never bored him. Yeah, go on. No, and he got a wee bit excited when he scored his goal, things like that. But it was still, the what got me was, he never got overexcited. He never ran away into the fans and things like that. 
He done his wee show, like stand and things. That's that's a professional. Gordon Dale, what did you make of him, Greg Stewart? Because, like I say, I, th- I don't think anyone predicted h- him to start the game today. No, but I think what helped him, Gordon, obviously, is getting that goal. Uh, as I say, it was probably one of the easiest goals you'll score. But he was there. He followed the ball in uh, from a header. I think it was Arfield, a terrific header. Joe Lewis just got to it, and then obviously uh, Stuart followed it and tapped in the back of it. He's got a lovely left foot. He's he's a very good football player. Uh, he's got good balance about him. Takes up good positions. You've got to ask a question. If Rangers were at full strength with, with their squad, would he start? You're looking at Kent coming in there. They paid a lot of money for him. Ojo started today. Arfield, for me, as a player that's got to play forward. He's got to play in the front three. I think that's where he's most dangerous. I think he's magnificent in that area. But Greg Stewart, he's, he's taking his chance today. Uh, I think the Rangers manager and the supporters are absolutely delighted with his performance. But he's got to make sure he's consistent with the performances if he's going to keep in this side. And Mark, what about the bigger picture then? That that league table. So you obviously fell behind uh, when Celtic beat you in the old firm game. The gap is now one point and the goal difference is only one as well. How significant could to, are you hoping today turns out to be? Odd. Oh, that's going to be... That's, that's pressure now, isn't it? The game's on now. I mean, the game's on... I mean, I listened to yourselves this afternoon with the, the Celtic game. Uh, the Celtic and uh, a Berlin game. I mean, I listened to yourselves then. No, when I, mean, I heard that game, I was like, oh, well, here we go. Game's on. No, and that did put a, probably a wee bit of pressure on us as well, because obviously knowing it was a, a one-each draw... So that, but to to score that today, I mean that's <laughs> that's phenomenal. I'm sorry, guys, I'm just still a wee bit too excited. But that's that quite all right. Absolutely phenomenal. I, I so, could be I, I could mean, be wrong, but I don't believe there's any pressure on you when Celtic drop points. I believe that if they're playing the same day, and you are getting ready for the game, and you discover that Celtic have drawn one-one with Hibs at Easter Road, you are rubbing your hands together. And I did say before the game started that this would be a pale imitation of previous Rangers Aberdeen games because Aberdeen, A, are not good enough, and B, a team who are not good enough has also been struck by uh, very serious injuries, most notably to Scott McKenna. So I'm not surprised by the margin of victory. I don't believe Rangers were under additional pressure. I believe that Rangers were out floating on a cloud after they heard that Celtic had dropped points. Sure, you don't think they were under pressure to capitalise on on Celtic slipping up? Uh, not for me. Because you, you get battered if you can't do it, don't you? Yeah. Because it's like it's a salt in the winds type thing. I think bec- I think because it's that rare here that. Celtic haven't been well. Certainly, in, in recent times, they've not been slipping up. The opportunities that Celtic slip up with, they're not. They're, they're very, very few and far between. So when they do, I, th- I think there's, pr- I think there's big pressure on on Rangers to capitalise when Celtic actually well, do slip up. I, I must say, I'd, I'd take the reverse view. I just think that you're in the dressing room thinking, "Wow, let me out there." Mark and Knightswood don't apologise for being too excited. That's the beauty of the f- Saturday phone. And you're just out the game. You're either excited, you're raging, you're. <laughs> Frustrated, you're, Flat, you're a yeah. mixture of them all. That's what we're here to here to um, to get from you. A man's a Celtic fan on the line. What did you make of that game today? A man dropping points through there in the capital. Uh, the, uh, I think Neil Lennon made a couple of bad substitutes, but uh, just before the main point, see the last four. When you beat Aberdeen five 0 you know you still don't win a league yet. They're, they're celebrating if they win a league, but not like they done the other season. But my main point is Neil Lennon's substitutions. He takes two best players off, Cham and uh, Edward, 
and he puts on Gonny Hayes. And I, I don't understand his substitutions. I mean, what did you make of Johnny Hayes' performance when he came on, man? Because if he came on and played poorly, then then you would be you would be right. But didn't he do okay? No, 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 no. Johnny Hayes was brilliant. Johnny, I mean, he was good. But I think they put Roger on, took Scott Brown or Callum McGregor off. I mean, how many games has Callum McGregor, you know, all these for the last five days plays every game? I mean, you know, give a boy a rest. And Scott Brown, I mean... Yeah, but how's, how's, that work, how's that work to man? You know, you're talking about taking off one of your key players. You know, it's it, you're talking about giving them a rest. For me, it was the offensive players that didn't fire today. I've, oh. You know, I, I think, you know, uh, Callum McGregor and Scott Brown did what they do normally. They, they, they take the game and keep them flowing. However, the front guys, for me, didn't didn't turn up today. I, I actually think your substitutions were really good. Um, you know, just just looking at them there. Eduard, we said already, was, was anonymous. So he, he's changed the central striker position. Johnny Hayes has come, has come on and done absolutely yeah. fine. You know, he, you know, we, we mentioned how many corners yeah. and he was territory and he was up there. He, he was, he was attacking. And then it's a coin flip between Elanusi and Sinclair. And, and when Sinclair came on for the last seven eight minutes, the, the tempo was up again and, and it was all pressure. Yeah, the I, only I thing I would have good. said, Craig, and I said it at the time, has he given Sinclair enough time? I would have had Sinclair on much earlier because he picked up where he left off against Partick Thistle, and he looked enthusiastic and wanting to be involved. I'd have had him on. 10 minutes before he did get one Aman what, yeah. what do you think of the bigger picture In terms of Seeing that advantage At the top cut today Oh no, no That's not a problem I, I still think I mean The Rangers need to come to uh, Parkhead And then on top of that You know I've had, I'm not worried about Rangers But the thing is It's just We're, we're giving them a wee bit of, You know Like they got sparked today And they won 5-0 But my main point is See Neil Lennon Why doesn't he play his players you should play uh, What's his name Rogic Play Rogic Instead of who Where would you play Rogic In today's team Right okay In today's game I would have took Callum McGregor off Gave him a rest I would have took Scott Brown off Left chairman And And before you I'm say I'm sorry I'm on, are, you, sorry. are you resting Callum McGregor Or are you, are you dropping him No no I'm just, just Drop him for For a game right And drop Brown as well Because I think Without Scott Brown I think Celtic always, and it's been written last season as well, we scored five, six goals. Our, our midfield was brilliant. And Callum McGregor is kind of off the boil. Last season he scores a lot of goals. But I would have had Roderick in there, Cham in there, uh, the rest in there. Is it, not, is it not, you can't really play Rogic, Cham and Christie, man. They, did they not do the same, same role job. or a very similar one? No, because Scott Brown's a, like a holder midfielder exactly. and so is Callum McGregor. Exactly. But Cham's a forward going player Cham, Cham and Edward Go for each other I mean They did two of the best players What, what, we, have, what we have here Is a Celtic side Who started the day Six wins Out of six At the start of the league Who are in the semi-final Of the Betfred Cup uh, Who have started to play Very well in the Europa League uh, Particularly away from home And on the back of, of An admittedly Bad day at the office Uh a man is getting the scatter gun out and everybody should be in and lots of others should be out but with no particular pattern in mind. Well, what did you describe the draw as? Disastrous? Uh, in, in this league, for Celtic and Rangers, a draw is a disaster, a defeat is a catastrophe. He's been a bit dramatic, but I like that. That's what he's here for. Yeah. To add a bit of, yeah, listen, add a bit of drama, that's okay. Yeah. Um, let's speak to Jim and Kilmarnock. Hi, Jim. Hi guys, just back for the game today at Ibrox. Um, 
just the performance was phenomenal. Um, so the third goal, we just absolutely destroyed Aberdeen. And you can see the difference in the player like Borna Barisic as well. You can see why he's getting a game in the Croatian national team. And I just feel guys on the panel, Hugh Evans and Gordon and stuff, if that was Celtic, it's hammered Aberdeen 5 nothing. You're praising them for the high heavens. Um, for Rangers, he's Greg Stewart, he said, I missed a few chances. Greg Stewart's just come into that game and hardly played a game. And the guy was outstanding. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, I think Rangers have had plenty of praise Yeah I don't know why I'm getting sucked into this I said at the start This would be a pale imitation of other Rangers Aberdeen games Because Aberdeen are not very good And on top of being not very good Have uh, serious injury problems And I said that Rangers would win comprehensively So I have no idea what you're talking about uh, Gordon what about John's uh, Jim's point sorry about Borna Barisic He's another one who seems to be Enjoying himself at the moment yeah, playing with a lot of confidence, Gordon. I think big turning point for that lad was obviously the free kick against St Mirren. Uh, he's up and down. What he has to probably improve in, I thought he was very good today, is his final ball into the box. I think that's when he comes in for a bit of criticism. Sometimes that lets him down, but he's a very forward-thinking fullback. I like the way that the two fullbacks go forward. Ryan Jack, as I say, just sits in the middle of the park and covers everything. I thought Rangers were excellent today from, from the very first whistle. They controlled this game, they dominated it, they played at the pace he wanted, and they created it. Chance after chance, and as I said earlier, all the praise in the world, as much as you want to say Aberdeen, you know, they had few injuries or, you know, they weren't at their best, it was all about Rangers today, they created chance after chance, and Aberdeen are lucky, very lucky, they only mm. lost five, because it, it could have been a lot more, I've got to say. Jim, do you go along to the game with an extra spring in your step when you find out that Celtic have lost points earlier on? Aye, of course, it gives you a wee boost and it's closed the gap. Um, I feel as if a couple of games the last few games we've played, not played great um, and we're still coming away with the three points I just feel doing that now that's us kicking hopefully kick on into a bit of form we had a wee kind of dip in form there and with a few injuries as well Celtic still could get that wee dip in form and a lot of Celtic fans that I know didn't want you winning in that job a few bad results the Celtic fans will turn on him because uh, that wasn't their first choice they've had a few good results get knocked out of Europe as well I feel as if few bad results the Celtic fans will go on his back and they'll not use their challenge and I think that challenge is coming and I think that the, the league title is possible for us this season I did say to you before the phone end started you, you have two things going for you one will be Celtic fans saying that the referee cost them the points and Rangers fans would say here we come for Celtic and guess what uh, Jim makes a fair point Gordon because there are still people whether it be out with uh, Rangers and even some Rangers fans who even though they've been winning games they've been picking faults and, and saying you know yeah I didn't really enjoy the Livingston game and, and we weren't at our best against uh, St Mirren and, and we're, we're sort of stumbling over the line that just blown all that out of the water today an utterly convincing performance against what on paper should be a difficult opponent yes we accept Aberdeen did not perform well today but Rangers Answering anyone who wondered when their next really, really convincing performance would come from Because you, you couldn't call it anything other than that today No, you couldn't First and foremost, Gordon Just now, it's all about picking up three points um, I know that, you know, to go with that Today, for instance There's not a Rangers fan walking away from Ibrooks thinking Wasn't entertained, didn't enjoy that I thought some of the football Rangers played was excellent and when you've got the likes of, you know, Morelos gets his goal. Uh, Hugh tipped that. I'll give him a bit of credit for that one. He gets his goal and I thought he deserved it. He comes off the park and Defoe, Defoe stays on. He plays up front. And I've got to say, what a fantastic striker's goal Defoe was. It was absolutely top class. 
they have got this confidence about them. I'm looking at them just now, Gordon. I remember watching Celtic last year after, you know, the game was finished and the amount of players that they had in the squad. The Rangers players are out here. They've got something like 15 players on the pitch now playing a bounce game. So it shows you the strength and the squad that they've got. And the Rangers manager will be delighted. The only thing I'll be disappointed in, and I think they deserved more, they should have scored more goals. They created a lot, a lot of chances. And, you know, putting five by Aberdeen, you'd accept that. But after watching the 90-plus minutes, they should have scored a lot more goals. I think it's 22 goals between Morelos and Defoe this season already. I, I did the, the maths very quickly, so my apologies if the arithmetic is a bit off. Uh, 01419511025 on the phones. Let's hear from you. What did you make of your team's performance today? And we'll start hearing from some happy, some sad, some angry, frustrated managers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Craig Beattie, Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans in the studio Gordon DL still at Ibrox And all of them want to hear from you What did you make of your team's performance today? Where did it go right? Where did it go wrong? If you're of a Celtic persuasion You're probably frustrated with some of the play But certainly frustrated um, that you didn't get a couple of penalties That's what I'm, I'm Gathering from social media Hugh Keevans But Paul Heckenbottom's not happy That Olivier and Cham Wasn't sent off um, On the other side as well uh, Let's Let's go back to the phones And hear from John uh, In Greenock Hi John Evening hey, I'm listening to the Rangers fans And they, once again We don't give uh, Champions League uh, End of September now, They're over the moon And that's the worst Aberdeen team I've seen in years But we're going to my, my, my team today we, we should two Stonewall penalties today Once again Get robbed once again robbed and it cost my team three points. My boy was ready and it cost him £45. £30 for the ticket and uh, a tenner for the bus. Now, I don't know, why, I don't know how I refereed in the CM2 stone, stone walls. We'd have been still three points ahead tonight. Uh, one of the boys went into big as a day. Once again, Rangers get... See when it's nothing each? You're, you're going to be guaranteed Rangers are going to get a penalty. Every time it's a penalty. So just, just, so, just so that we've got it clear, John, just to, to, to sum it up. Celtic didn't win because they didn't get the penalties and Rangers won because they got theirs. Seeing there's nothing each, mate, they get the usual penalty. They, they broke a record a couple last was it last season, they get four in the one game, mate. John, they won five nil and it was five going on anything. I, I, I have you seen the Rangers penalty? Do you know do you know what should it have been one? That's the worst Aberdeen Aberdeen team I've seen in years. Now they're sitting mid table. Celtic ought to be ten half Aberdeen. If I've kid. <laughs> But John, you played a Hibs team today who had one point from their last 15 who played for two hours against Kilmarnock in the Betfred Cup on Wednesday night and couldn't score a goal in open play and they still didn't score because Ayer put the ball in for them today. But if you are going to say that the whole point of the day was there's a conspiracy which gives Rangers a penalty when they need one and there's a conspiracy not to give Celtic penalties, then we'll be yeah. all over this. Yeah, it's not a conspiracy. It's not even one penalty Celtic should have got today. It should have been two penalties. No, but even if they get one, evens itself out. I see this. Uh, I've heard you before. Paranoid Celtic fan. No, it doesn't even itself out over, over the season. As I say, we should have two penalties a day and we never get any. Just, but again, John, just, I'm trying to really get to the, the, the basis of the argument. Have, have you seen the Rangers' penalties? Talk us, talk us through them They were penalties aye So what's the problem then If they were penalties Well as I say 
as I say, sometimes when it's not an eight, you, you know when a penalty's coming. But but you've I just said that they were penalties, so I, I really I don't understand why that's a problem. If it Jordan, should have been John's a penalty, not even the instance today. He's saying if the game's nil nil, they would have got a penalty regardless. So they're over the moon tonight. The Rangers would have got a penalty regardless. The Rangers fans are over the moon tonight. They won five nine. So they should be, game. John. So they should be five nil. The home's a positive result. At any say, level. But we don't we don't get any flags at the end of end but, of the game. And who said that, John? But you're both the same. If the shoe was on the other foot You'd be on saying Nine the rose in the bag And ten uh, So you're both the same John, and That's John, all right You're John, entitled John, to be John, part of John, John, everybody in the studio More or less agreed That it was uh, two penalties Celtic today What about the overall performance? I think that would be a concern as well Due to the fact You know That, that Neil Lennon says They were flat today John you're in the back You're in the season On the back of a, the historic treble treble Did you go through that season By getting penalty kicks all the time? No Right so uh, Thank you very much That was John in Greenock Let's remind ourselves Of what Neil Lennon made of it For, for what it's worth by the way You all do think Celtic Should have had yeah. two penalties yeah, Correct well, yeah. let's, let's not lose sight of that Here's what Neil Lennon Made of the game overall We dominated the game I thought You know We looked a little bit Flat in the final third On occasion The subs give us a, a real good Sort of burst of energy For the last 20 minutes And we led Siege To Hibs' goal But our finishing let us down And we need to take The luck element out of it You know Hibs got the luck With the goal But we need to you know, we had a good reaction then after that and scored a great equaliser. Yeah, our finishing and just that little bit of snap in the final third for some reason just wasn't there today. But it was a good performance. You know, I'm not going to criticise the players. We made a tremendous start to the season, and while I'm not here to criticise referees, we should have had two clear cut penalties. Two, not one, two. You spoken to a referee about it? No, I shouldn't need to speak to the referee about it. But you know, I'm going to give you know Kevin that's a penalty. Your linesman's right there, 15 yards away. Daryl Horgan's taken out Bowers, he's going to cross it. Stevenson's taken out Ryan Christie's, he's going to cross it. The two penalties, at least give us one. You deserve that. We've earned the right. The linesman's 10, 15 yards away, he's got a great view of it. We're 40 yards away and we still have a great view of it. And you know when the foul's a foul. Does that just add to the frustration of today? I'm not frustrated. You know, look, we're not going to win every game. Um, we're not going to blow teams away every game. On paper, there's an expectation before the game, but... I don't expect to win. I believe we can and I want us to win. But there are things that went against us today a little bit, i.e. the goal. But you got to, like I say, you got to take the luck element away. The reaction was good and then we, we really tried to force the issue second half and uh, it just wasn't to be today. It was a bit of a battle. Were you pleased that the team showed that kind of strength that, you know, another side to their game? If yeah. yeah, we did the dark side of the game and they had to. So, you know, that's in the, in the rules of the game. Uh, so Neil Lennon pretty clear there That they should have had two penalties You all unanimously agree yeah. I think um, yeah, absolutely. Just Where, for, for, for anyone who hasn't seen them Who wants to go over those incidents Well as Neil Lennon said uh, As Bauer is trying to get the ball across goal He is taken out by Horgan uh, That for me Was clear cut yeah, And then the, Chris, the Christie one yeah, was lost by Louis, Louis, uh, Stevenson. Louis Stevenson Yeah that was a bit more c- concrete for me but I think I, 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 you cannot get away from the fact that the referees got it wrong. You cannot get away from that fact. However, surrounding that, there was an anonymous display from Edward, an anonymous display by his standards from James Forrest. Nothing going on in the middle of the park for Insham or Callum McGregor. Uh, it was just a bad day at work for Celtic. But... The overriding impression that the supporters will take away from the day is that the referee did them for three points. There's nothing 
that any of us can say that will dissuade the Celtic fans. We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard very soon. Let's take a call from David in Edinburgh first. Hi, David. Hiya, bud. How's it going? Good, David. What's your point tonight? I'm just laughing in the car here about all these paranoid Celtic fans coming on saying this and that. There were two Stonewall penalties at Ibrox. Two absolute Stonewallers. Gordon Dill, is that the case? Well, I haven't seen them either. It wasn't it wasn't a trick question to John earlier on. I was, I was just curious where they well, where we were sitting, yeah. I thought the two penalty kicks were correct with Bobby Madden, especially the second one, it's a stonewaller from you know, the Aberdeen player taking I think it was Barker down in the uh, the box or Greg Stewart one or the other. But no no complaints because you always can tell by the reaction of the opposition and Aberdeen didn't complain about any of the penalty kicks at all. So I think they were penalty kicks, Gordon, I've got to say. And I think Bobby Madden got them correct. Can I just remind you that last weekend, Neil Lennon said he thought Bobby Madden, and he named him, he thought Bobby Madden was, and I quote, a great official. So what we have here in our part of the world is that no one understands the concept of a bad day Celtic had a bad day And Supporters believe That referees do things Deliberately Not everyone to be fair Let's let's not Tar everyone with the same brush So to speak A large percentage believe That referees do things Deliberately David What about the the Rangers performance How happy were you with it? I was uh, delighted with that Absolutely delighted You know the best performance Of the season Oh Chuffed to bits and that's the way this league will go. I mean, uh, Rangers have had a very good day. Celtic have had a poor day, an unsatisfactory day, an uncharacteristically unsatisfactory day, but an unsatisfactory day nevertheless. And the league will go like that. There are 31 games left, and there'll be other Saturday nights where we'll stand here, yeah. and Rangers supporters will be on to suggest that there's a, uh, something has happened that, that was planned Premeditated deliberately to stop them. Gordon, was that Rangers' best performance of the season? Oh, by far. I've got to say, and you can make all the excuses you want uh, about Aberdeen being under strength and missing one or two players. I just think Rangers, from the start, uh, were in top form. They played some terrific football. They created chance after chance, and the minute Tavernier puts the ball in the back of it after 20 minutes, it was just a case of Alison and I were saying, right, what we're we going for? Is it four, five, six? Uh, Alison got it correct with five So I'll give her a bit of credit there But it could have been a lot, lot more And uh, I think the Rangers manager will be absolutely delighted Yes, I've got to say I've watched Rangers a lot this season so far That has got to be their best performance Because Aberdeen are very lucky to get out of town Just losing uh, losing five Just you and Alison, bear in mind You don't get to make predictions after After the first goal is gone Behave yourselves, honestly (laughs) Uh, Let's hear the thoughts of Stephen Gerrard then That's David Ned Edinburgh says it's the performance of the season Gordon DL tends to agree What did Stephen Gerrard make of it? Three important points Really strong performance I thought we were very dominant Created more chances So I'm very pleased A lot of positive to take from the games People have come in and took their opportunities I.e. Greg Stewart Gave me the chance and the luxury Obviously later on in the game as well To get George on the pitch I thought he'd done a good job in there I know he can do that role If I ask him to do it moving forward So it gave me the opportunity to uh, do subs in a different way today and give people uh, some game time and, and, and some extra minutes. So, yeah, very uh, positive day for us today. Stephen Davis got man of the match, <laughs> but there are so many players. 
Yeah, as I say, I thought we were dominant all over the pitch, and I'm sure there'll be a debate on over the uh, over the, the man of the match. But yeah, I don't think you've got an argument against Davo. He's in top form. His positional play is outstanding. His energy. I took him off just to offload him. Really, I wanted to give him a rest against Livingston, but what happened to Joe Rebo? Uh, we had to bring him on in that game as well. So Davo's in in a fantastic place. Uh, he's in top form, and I'm just delighted he's here. Is that result and performance even more pleasing given Celtic's result at lunchtime? I think today was all about us doing our job. Um, we had a tough game here against Aberdeen to, to face this morning. We know they've got injuries and we know they went to extra time, so we really wanted to use that to our benefit by playing at a speed and an intensity and a tempo and uh, keep asking a lot of questions. And The players have carried that out fantastically well. Um, we can't control what happens at other stadiums. I'm sure it gives the players a lift. I'm sure it did, but sometimes that can bring a little bit of complacency in and um, you can take your eye off the ball here. So I'm very pleased that the players didn't really focus on what was happening elsewhere and they just got the job done here. Uh, Kenny Weir had a question for the panel on Twitter. He says, do the panel think Stephen Gerrard would have let the team know the Celtic result before the game? Uh, personally, I don't in case it put pressure on them, but Stephen Gerrard's answered that they're really Gordon because he's, he's alluded to it and said that it gave the players a lift. Yeah, you could tell because someone come out, we were just above the, the tunnel, Gordon, and, and when the Celtic game was finished, someone come out, told the staff, and I think it obviously got to the players to say that, you know, Celtic had drawn 1-1, because they really sprinted off the pitch, they were up for a game, they were ready for a game. Yeah, you listened to Stephen, um, Stephen Gerrard there talking about Steve, da- Steve Davis, I thought he was terrific as well. Devo, if you don't mind. Devo, yeah, Devo was good. Uh, it took me five minutes to work out who Devo was. Uh, but I really do think that Rangers didn't have a player that didn't particularly play well today. I think I thought every one of them were in form, apart from Alan McGregor, because he was a spectator. He had absolutely nothing to do. He'd won clash with Cosgrove just as he was clearing the ball. And obviously, he was still not happy because right at the end of the game, he was having a few words with Bobby Madden. And he was standing there for two or three minutes, really having a real go. But apart from that, it was a perfect day for Rangers. They played some terrific stuff and deserved some points. I'm laughing here. I mean, I know that I'm celebrating using a touch screen in Queen Street Station yesterday <laughs> to buy a ticket. But how, in 2019, from half past two until three o'clock, do you keep it from a group of footballers that their greatest rival has dropped two points in Edinburgh? It's not happening. No. Well, Stephen Gerrard said there, it gave them a lift, didn't it? Uh, let's speak to Thomas in Cope Bridge. Hi, Thomas. Hello, how's it going? Good, thank you, Thomas. Thomas how are you? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. Just a bit gutted about, obviously, the result today at Easter Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two penalties, yes, they were two stone ballers. We should have got them, we didn't get them. But I don't feel that was the thing that cost us the game. I just feel we lacked something in the final third today. I agree, I think Sinclair should have been on earlier. That might have changed the game a bit better. They came on and gave us more pace, but I just think we lacked something up front. Maybe even dropping Brown in the second half and going for it, bringing on Rodgers for game time as well. Might have changed that a wee bit. I think Neil Lennon agrees with you. Uh, he said that uh, they were flat the final third the, the snap wasn't there To quote Neil Lennon uh, As I say I, I don't think enough people get the concept of A bad day Celtic's players who have been outstanding In the previous six league games Were something short of Outstanding today Even the Ryan Christie's of this world Although he did get his goal It wasn't a vintage Christie performance Far from a vintage Forrest Far from a vintage Edward, and Celtic didn't play well enough to win. 
For me, for me, Hugh, I think Christie's better placed in a number ten role. When he comes off either flank, I don't think he's as as effective. Uh, and I, th- I think you're trying to shoehorn and sham into that kind of number ten role, and then you have to move people about. You get James Forrest coming over to the left hand side. You've got Christie in the right. For me, there's a more natural solution to that. We're just playing Christie directly behind. Edward yeah, Forrest they, off the right And then play with an actual left sider They two make, make each other tick I think we spoke about this last week With, with Christie's uh, movement And his support to Edward And I think When Edward makes his movement Then Christie reacts it And he also makes very very good runs off that I think they play very very well As a partnership Thomas and, and I totally agree with you What, what do you make of that? Because the big talk going into this game Thomas was How do you fit Olivier and Chaman? Because he's a very good player And he played very well against Partick Thistle Might Celtic have to go back to not fitting Olivier and Chamin or, or doing something different to get that, that natural balance that they had a couple of weeks ago? A bit of both. I think with Scott Brown's age, maybe just resting him for games. Like today, we could have dropped him if he's a key player for Europe. Could have put Nichan back. Then we could have put Christie behind him and then had, as you said, maybe even Sinclair on clicker on the left and then Forrest back to the right. That could have changed the team a bit. You've still got Nichan on. You can still... His passing's phenomenal. Sitting back a wee bit deeper, trying not to get him push up as much because, again, Europe's a big thing. Yeah, I think we've discussed that. that. As I said, it was the left side that kind of let us down. Put Christie in the middle, we're fine with that. Forrest on the right, and then St. Clair even back on to the left, and that might have, might have made a bigger difference. Just yeah, shows you Tom, how Thomas, we've, we've discussed that with Scott Brown, sort of on air and off air, and whether he's getting a rest or you know what, what matches he's going to sit out, what matches he's going to miss. And to be to be quite frank, I don't think it's it's going to go like that. I think he's going to play. He didn't perform badly games. today, though, did he? Um, he didn't perform badly. No, not at all. Who's that, um, no, no, uh, Bruni. Yeah, no, but listen, he, he does what he does. Thomas he is saying maybe up. take him out and give him a rest, but listen, that's not he going played to 51 games last year. He, he's not the guy that you actually leave out. He's a driving force behind this yeah. team. He's a guy that gets them going. Yeah, offensive going Absolutely. To Thomas and Coatbridge, good man. Thank you very much for the call. Hopefully, we'll speak again soon. We're going to hear from more managers. Uh, big six, what was it? Six games Saturday. So it was all happening. We'll hear from both managers. More managers. Easy for me to say. Next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Final part of tonight's show. Craig Beatty's still here. Alex Ray's still here. Hugh Keevens. None of them have run away. Gordon DL, are you still with us? Yeah. Oh, sounds <laughs> delighted to be here. Good stuff. That's, we're delighted to have you, by the way. Um, let's start hearing from some of today's managers. Still more time for your calls. As well What about Jim Goodwin Will St Mirren Ever score a goal again That's the way some of the fans Are feeling at the moment Here's what the manager said We're always happy Not to lose a game But of course um, You know At home In front of our own fans We'd like to give them Something to cheer about You know We'd like to Score a goal or two Along the way There's plenty of positives To take from it You know Defensively The team Were outstanding again um, My keeper's not had Too many saves to make He's made a couple Of really good saves um, The other two I think you would expect Him to make But yeah, look, plenty of positives for us to take, you know, but we do have to try and be a bit more uh, adventurous at the other end. It wasn't a game of many chances, but there was a couple of good ones in the first half, including the goal they got disallowed. I know you've had a wee look at it. It was offside, wasn't it? It was, yeah. The officials got it right. And, you know, of course, um, when it happens for you and you score the goal, you hope the officials miss it and get it wrong and it gets given. But, you know, we've not had a... You know, we can't fault the, the officials for that one. You know, when they get it right, we need to say they got it right, and they certainly did. But look, you know, we're not a million miles away from where we need to be. Hearts are a decent team, so nil-nil isn't ideal. Of course, we would like some goals, but I think I've got to be a bit realistic as well about the situation and congratulate the lads when they defend like that. You know, that's three clean sheets and they're opening four league games of the season. And, you know, if we carry on in that vein, I'm confident that things will turn around at the top end of the pitch. 
Yeah, I think if, uh, he's absolutely spot on what he says. Defensively, they're very sound, uh, very good defensive record, but offensively, they need to find a way of getting goals to try and get some wins. Yeah, I think I would rather have be really good defensively and hope that you can pick up, you know, a wee bit of luck, a wee penalty here and there along the way, just just to try and you know get the points on the board. Rather but, than other way around. Yeah, yeah. If if you're get a leak of defence, you've got absolutely no chance. They've only conceded six goals in seven games, which is super there are good. some happy managers out there. Um... Who will be one of them Stephen Robinson we'll, we'll hear from him soon Let's speak to Ian Who's a Partick fan In Bears Den You must be happy today Ian Ian are you with us? He's away celebrating God <laughs> Ian in Bears Den Hugh Keevan's neighbour I feel I think he's gone on the way down the A9 No he's got us Ian he's sorry He's making a wee skinny latte there <laughs> <laughs> Ian how happy are you today? Well what a difference in seven days uh, After a 3-0 defeat at home for the firm yeah, one, one and three, one up at Inverness, which is a tremendous result by any team in that league. Uh, totally justifies uh, taking Gary Cobalt out of the manager's position. It just shows the players weren't doing it for him. And I think uh, bringing in Alan Archibald as assistant to uh, Ian McCall is a masterstroke as well because he's got so much history with the club and he knows quite a few of the players as well. And he realised mm-hmm. where he did go wrong. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm glad you said that um, the, the players weren't doing it for Gary Caldwell because I had said earlier in the show, how can you go from being so poor for so long to, to turning in a performance like that today and scoring three goals away at Inverness? Um, so I'm, I'm putting the onus in the players and I'm asking what the players have been doing as opposed to, listen, Gary Caldwell's obviously, he's, he's not cut it, that's clear, but the players need to take more responsibility. What do you put that down to, Ian? Is it just that, that new manager's bounce or, or do the players need to take a look at themselves? That's what you always hear, isn't it? If, should they be... Should they be questioned as to why those performance levels haven't been there in recent weeks? Possibly. Um, it just shows that either he lost the dressing room, which I thought he had done towards the end of last season. And I mentioned this when I was on previously, uh, before the Queen of the South came into the season, where they, they put a thing out between the players on WhatsApp asking who they think should be playing. Yeah, I remember that. Soon he'd lost the dressing room at that point. Yeah, and he's it. maybe brought in a lot of players since then, but... I, I'm I'm okay with losing. Like, you're losing the dressing room, like you know. You hear that cliche. He's lost the dressing room. I'm okay with that. But see, as an ex-professional, and Alex, I'm sure will agree. There's a personal pride about yourself when you, when you walk out onto the pitch. Now, collectively, if you put that together, they should be producing better performances and results than they were. So it goes down as a great result, Hugh, for yeah, yeah. for you. McCall. I mean, listen, you're not expected to get much um, at Celtic Park. You're not expected to get anything really. I thought when Ian had his press conference on the day he was appointed manager. And he spoke with such passion about Partick Thistle. He spoke uh, great words about David McParland, about John Lambie. Uh, he clearly loves Partick Thistle and he gets the club. There's no doubt about that. And the players have responded, and it was all the more impressive because they responded after being turned over by Celtic. And Ian on the line is quite right to walk away from Inverness with a 3 1. A wee win is a sensational result. Big thanks for the call, Ian. Stay in touch over the coming weeks. Let us know how the Ian McCall journey is going. Let's hear from Derek McInnes. I would imagine disappointed and frustrated at that performance today. Here's what he had to say. I thought Rangers were very good. I thought they were allowed to be better. Um, enjoy the game too much for my liking. And uh, I thought really, certainly from when we lost the first goal, I thought you seen the golf and, and quality at times and the uh, the experience in the team we're obviously I think it was a good time for Rangers to play us and a bad time for us to play Rangers after 
the amount of injuries we've got and big Andy Constein going down at the hotel this morning with gastroenteritis after the travelling the extra time the other night so so I think there was maybe a, a lethargy about our performance but it was also too much more too passive at times as well which I expected more from but the very young midfield out there I thought but I do feel as a team we lacked a bit of personality and sometimes you learn a lot about your team and uh, we thought we were very young out there today at times um, and we played that way Gordon Dale, you've praised Rangers um, You've been fulsome in your praise for Rangers And of course you, you do extend that level of sympathy to Derek McInnes He is dealing with a ridiculous absentee list At the same time though Are Aberdeen showing signs of, of this being a, a struggle at the moment? Well after watching them I watched them against Livingston uh, when they won 2-0 And I thought they were very fortunate They lost to Hearts uh, midweek in the Cup and their performance here, and I know what Derek's saying about, you know, they were weakened and lost one or two players, but you've still got to have a bit of fight about yourself, Gordon. He's right. The minute the first goal goes in after 20 minutes, this game's finished. You just looked at the Aberdeen players, had their heads down, and I think Derek was disgusted with them because at half-time, he basically got them in, sat them down for five minutes and went, right, go back out in the park. I think Derek was wanting the game over as quickly as he possibly could. Uh, if I was travelling down, I can understand that you can come to places like this and lose heavily, and that's what happened. But I would really, if I was supporting Aberdeen and making that trip down from the north, I'd be looking for a bit of fight anyway, Gordon. That was not there today, and Rangers controlled this game. And as I keep saying, and I will say it again, Aberdeen will begin up that road, count their blessings, it was only five, could it, could it it should have been a lot more. Partly because Aberdeen are struggling, partly because Hearts and Hibs are struggling, but mostly because they're doing their own business in decent fashion. Motherwell are up to third. Here's what Stephen Robinson had to say. We ground it out. You know, we've played a lot better than that, I can assure you. you know, I think we showed a real character today. To come here is a real tough place to come to. Tommy's got his teams well drilled, well organised. I think it's very hard to break down. You know, We've got to be pleased without three points. You know, It's no coincidence we've been to three away games and had three wins. And I, I think it shows the character of the team when they're not really on it on the ball. I think our decision making could have been better our wide players could offer a, a lot more and that's that's what you get with wide players sometimes but the win not playing well I'm, I'm delighted with Penalty save was a major turning point as well Yeah, huge turning point um, Mark Gillespie I thought was outstanding all day came for crosses I think another really good save as well so yeah, turning point to keep us in the game but we probably should have you know, we should have won the game long before that. Devontae's had a great chance, which he showed super character to react into his miss and, and, and getting the winning goal for us. And Declan's got a great chance from a, a free kick as well. So, you know, we probably could have more goals without actually playing particularly well. Boys, Liam, unlucky with his red card. I, I've seen it back. I can see why she sent him off. I, I can see why, and his momentum's taken him and landed on top of him. Footballers usually can work out when they're telling lies or not because they're usually not the cleverest people in the world. And you know, I, I don't think there's any malice whatsoever from it. But I can, I can see why the decision was made. Um, Hugh Keevans, Motherwell are up to third, and again, you've got to give them credit. It's not yeah. Stephen. Stephen Robinson isn't going to be worried about if Hearts are underperforming or, or Aberdeen. Motherwell are, are doing their bit, and they're up to third. Outside of Stephen Gerrard and Neil Lennon, uh, this man is doing the most outstanding job. In the Premiership uh, Motherwell are consistently uh, A strong team Cup semi-finals Going well in the league And on that shoestring budget And I commend him And I think that he Has been an inspired appointment And Motherwell should hold on to him For dear life Gordon DL We bid you farewell from Ibrox Thank you Good night lads. Enjoy your evening Whatever it is you're up to it. Don't even want to know uh, But I hope you enjoy it nevertheless uh, Hugh Keevans 
see us out then The the time is almost upon us To switch over to the GBX um, What did we learn today? We learned that the Premiership title race Is a matter of swings and roundabouts Bad fortune came Celtic's way Good fortune came Rangers' way In the shape of their own performance against Aberdeen In spite of all Aberdeen's injury problems Five at Ibrooks is still a humiliation Celtic did not play well enough to win at Easter Road And the referee was wrong to deny them the penalties But sometimes you have to make your own luck Well today it's been six hours has truly flown in And that, that tells its own story We've been here since midday But we had a lot to cover Hibs drawing one all with Celtic early on Then it was over to Rangers They took advantage by beating Aberdeen five goals to nil Kelly in Ross County, nil-nil at Rugby Park St Mirren and Hearts the same scoreline uh, In Paisley, Motherwell leaving Perth with the victory Thanks to a 1-0 win And the Ackies beating Livy by 2-1 to one. Big results down in divisions as well A lot to look back on for us on Monday So make sure you join us Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray will be here with me at 6 And in the meantime, the meantime GBX time Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.